You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Good morning, everybody. Brian, take it away. Good, good morning, Al. That was uh, that was pretty serious. You got me okay there. I do, I do, I do. Now, uh, you sound like you're outside now. I, I am outside. Can you? Is there? There's probably there's maybe a little bit of noise here. I'm I'm uh, in uh, Southern California today. Well, that's good, and uh, hopefully it's not raining because I guess you got the window open. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting outside. I got I got rained on the other day. You know, they they say go to San Diego. It never rains in San Diego. Well, it seems like San Diego got three years worth of rain in a single day. Oh, actually, I was watching a, a show the other day, and oh, what was it on? Um... I forgot what it was, but it took place in Los Angeles, and and it was oh, it was two guys trying to buy cars from each other, or actually steal cars from each other, and, right. and the guy said, "Why don't you come over to my lot because it's not raining?" He said, "You're only three blocks away from me." He said, "Well, that's the way it is in, in Los Angeles, you know." <laughs> it, it can be, you know, especially when you're adjacent to the mountains. It's uh, it's a it's a funny thing here, but uh, it's a it's a beautiful day. I got a 700 horsepower sitting uh, not not so far from me, so going to drive it a little bit. And uh, and have some fun. What kind of car is it? Uh, well, right now I've got um, an AMG, mm-hmm. uh, but it's called an EQE. So that's Mercedes' new electric, but it's the AMG version. They've already. It's it's weird. I mean, if they've just come out with it and they they've got a AMG it already. Well, uh, you know, of course. So you know, it's got six thousand dollar carbon ceramic brakes, and you know, a three thousand dollar. Um, flat paint finish, but the best part of it is that it's basically 700 horsepower. Well, you know what? We've got some great guests on board today. We've got Brad Tao, from, who's the shop manager at Euro, European Automotive, um, a shop that specializes in, in, in high-end cars. I mean, they do everybody's regular maintenance, too, but if you've got a Ferrari, and, and the good news was, we were talking in the green room prior, is that he can get Tesla parts. So if you've got a Tesla and you need them fixed, you'd be able to get in touch with him. Uh, we've got Alex. You, you know more about auctions. What's Alex all about? Yeah, Alex Haydenluck uh, is the owner and founder of uh, Formula Auctions. It's formulaauctions.com. And, you know, the, the collector car auction space is, is very busy uh, and it's super popular right now with, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of players. And uh, Alex has got a different take on uh, online auctions. So uh, it's going to be interesting to talk to him. Uh, you know, but people, 
a lot of times they'll have reserve where, you know, it's like, I'm not going to sell it unless I get this much money. Like, couldn't you go it on, on a regular, you know, YouTube channel, or not YouTube, but internet channel, um, and, and, and put your car up on a classified ad that way? What, what difference would there sure. be? Uh, well, you know, the, the reasons auction exists is, is because they often play to basic human psychology. Uh-huh. And, you know, particularly with the biggest player in the collector car uh, auction space uh, being Bring a Trailer, that we in, in the, you know, in the car enthusiast world, we talk about the Bring a Trailer premium. And Bring a Trailer tends to um, get buyers who overpay for collector cars. So <laughs> it, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting thing. And it's great. You know, it's great if you're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, but not so great if you if you want to buy a, a car on on that particular platform because prices tend to be very high. But with um, uh, with Formula Auctions, they've got a they've got a different approach, and you know they're 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 growing as uh, as we'll learn. They're they're doing some interesting things, and um, you know it's I, I suspect because uh, because uh, Formula Auctions is a little bit smaller, they're a little bit more flexible and and can make a, a better connection between buyers and sellers. You know that whole idea about bringing a trailer. When I, when I saw that, I went, "Oh, so you mean it doesn't run?" <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's exactly it. But it sure does look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought if I have to bring a trailer, like, how do I know that anything is going to work at all? But but we'll talk about that because most of his cars are in Canada, anyways. And and uh, if it's not far away, you could go look at it. So it's not like you're buying a pig in a poke. Exactly, and you know that's the best way to to deal with auctions, about that, and and, and being forthright about it, so right. that uh, everybody has full disclosure. All right, and then of course we've got Teresa De Felice from CAA, and it's that time of year. I, I don't know if they coincide with the spring, which is the worst time of year for potholes, anyways. But they're going to be talking about Canada's worst roads. And you know what? The the road I have to cross uh, daily in when I'm in Toronto is Eglinton, and it's still bad. So I can't wait to see how it uh, how it's going to stack up. Um, <laughs> well, of course everybody's going to vote for it, but you know there is a world outside of Toronto. Even though I am a Torontonian, um, <laughs> there's, there's lots of other places that have really crappy roads, and and enough you know damaged wheels and blown out tires to prove it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's not—it's not just Toronto and uh, all across the country. Although I have to say, when I was in uh, when I was on Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. the roads across the island were incredibly well maintained. Well, it doesn't—they don't have the ice and snow that we have here. Well, I got caught in a blizzard when I was there, so they have a little. <laughs> but no, it's not—it's not the same as here. That's for sure. All right, Brian, we got to take a break, and afterwards, it'll be Brian and myself talking about Southern California and how it doesn't rain. Well, on one side of the street, perhaps on the other. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. My name is Alan Gelman, and with me is Brian Max, who's in sunny California. We, we got some sun here in Toronto, but not quite the same temperature. How's things out there? Yeah, it, it's beautiful. It's convertible weather. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, to my uncle Stan who uh, who lives down here because uh, he's got um, he's got my Aston Martin convertible sitting in his driveway that I'm going to drive this afternoon. Oh, is that brand new? That car? Uh, it's a couple years old. So it's uh, it's the Aston Martin DBS um, Volante. They call it. That's uh, Aston Martin speak for convertible. It's a, a twin turbo V12 under the hood, um, and the one they sent me is bright red. It's gorgeous. Wow, that must be really fast. 
Ah, another 700 horsepower car. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how things work down here. But yeah, the, the sun's out, and uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm taking it to the to the mountains. But uh, uh, in uh, in in this week's automotive news, yes. uh, I learned something. Uh, GM is going to start phasing out in 2024 Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you use those systems and like them, like I do, I love I love my Apple CarPlay. Uh, starting in 2024 with the new Blazer EV, they're going to have a custom Google-based system that will not have Apple CarPlay, as you know it, and certainly not Android Auto. It's going to be uh, embedded in the car, and and you know this is kind of the result of the the war uh, that uh, car makers have been fighting against uh, mobile uh, devices. Well, and, but it, uh, go ahead, Al. But at the same time, um, will it not have to do all the same tricks that the other one does? Otherwise. You know, so sorry. Now you say the the war against them. So you mean to say that we're going to take control so that you can't do certain things when you're driving rather than parked? No, they actually want to control the data. Uh-huh. So right now, car makers, you know, they're 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 a little annoyed or a little miffed that the 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 phone uh, makers mm-hmm. are are mm-hmm. controlling the data in and out of the car. And they want to do that. So GM's answer for this is building their own system that is fully connected. It will replace all the functions of um, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Okay, or everybody else could just get TikTok, and then everybody's got everybody's data, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know what? P- uh, people using mobile devices while they're driving down here in California is probably worse than uh, at home in Toronto. It, you know what? I, I don't know how much worse it can be because every time I look to the side or see somebody who's Hasn't advanced when the light changed. You know right away what they're doing. Oh, that's that's for sure. And it, it's all over the place here. It, um, when, when I drive here, I, I actually take extra caution. I don't trust drivers in Southern California. It's really bad. Well, we've got bad ones here. I, apparently, you, you, you were talking earlier about some big accident that happened, and somebody was, you know, at fault when they really shouldn't have been. Well, you know, this is this is the thing. So let me describe this scenario very quickly. A friend of mine's daughter um, was driving north of the city, two-lane road, and turned signal on to make a legal left turn. Mm-hmm. And as she's making this legal left turn that she signaled, the uh, the gentleman behind her went around to pass her and basically T-boned her in the in the left side of the car. And, um, you know, they, they go to the collision reporting center or whatever. And then uh, my pal is dealing with his insurance adjuster and his insurance adjuster says, yep, your, your daughter's 50 percent at fault. What? And he Which, said, what? Of course, because she was, you know, she wasn't hit by a car that was coming down that she was in their lane. She, she was standing still while some other crazy person hit her from behind how does she have any responsibility precisely and that's what i thought too so i said to my pal well call our friend pc sean shapiro Mm -hmm. and that's what he did and uh sean's response is this you ready for this go ahead according to ontario law if you are making a left turn you're always at a minimum of 50 percent fault regardless of what the other driver did no matter how ridiculous it is you're always a minimum of 50 percent at fault under ontario law Oh, that's crazy. I wonder if civilly they could try to sue it back, but they may just say, well, the law is the law, and we can't go around that. You know, and i, and I got to say, you know, Sean, our friend Sean Shapiro and and uh, Carrie Schmidt from the OPP, you know, they always try to do their best and, 
and 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 but I, I I don't I always miss the visibility. You know, I I don't see the cars out there because I remember growing up as a teenager. You know, you'd always see that yellow thing and you'd go, "Oh my God, I better drive normal." Okay, um, mm-hmm. but but uh, but I'm I'm told by by both of these policemen that no, we want to blend in so that we actually catch people doing bad stuff because if they knew we were there, they wouldn't do it. But I see the most ridiculous things that people do that are so crazy. You know. Uh, the guys who get in the left-hand lane, when they're not turning left, you know, they're going to be going straight. But hopefully they have a, a heavier foot on their pa- their gas pedal to get ahead before I do. Just crazy stuff that years ago, it, you know, you would have got thrown in the in the, in the the slammer. Anyway, right. we got to take a break. We're going to be back with Alex and find out all about the auction business right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Hang on, Brian. Look out for the birds. All right, we're back. Uh, my name is Alan Gelman, and Brian Max is out there in California, and we've got Alex Haydenluck on the phone, who runs a specialty auction. Alex, how are you? Hey, good guys. Good morning. How are you? We're, I'm good. Uh, so what's the formula? <laughs> well, we're uh, obviously a Canadian uh, car auction platform. We list mainly Canadian cars. We did just list our uh, uh, first U.S. car, but... Um, yeah, we're we're based in Canada. Uh, we've built a great community of Canadian buyers and sellers, um, and yeah, we've we've listed plenty of cars that you know have sold for uh, more than on other auction sites. Um, something we offer that you know uh, other sites don't is we really help that you know Canadian seller uh, get exposure to the U.S. buyers. Of those U.S. buyers that will help them with transport, uh, import, and, and brokering everything. Brian, yeah, I'm I'm on the I'm on the site right now, Alex, and you've got some great stuff. Um, you know what what things that are up my alley straight off the top. There's a a, a 2006 uh, Subaru um, WRX STI. That is that is my jam right there. What a what a lovely car. So when when it comes to um, sellers submitting information to um, uh, to the site, how does that work for them? And and then how do you how do you uh, vet uh, that the information they're providing yeah so i mean obviously we're, we're only going to accept the cars that uh, we think people would want to bid over things that are in are in good demand but as for verifying information um you know we we look over you know usually you need 30 to 40 plus pictures um and then we send you know sellers a, a list of comprehensive mm-hmm. questions we'll review the information we'll verify that you know the person that's selling the car is indeed who they say they are it's registered in their in their name you know looking at the registration um or ownership documents um everything and we'll review it as a package um and then either approve it or you know request some more information if need be now, if people sort of question it, now I saw a couple of vehicles there that were like 30 years old and had 400 kilometers on them, and I'm thinking, yeah, really? Okay, seriously? Um, yeah. It, 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 it could actually be the truth, um, but people have the opportunity, especially, you know, if you're in southern Ontario um, and you're going to make this big expenditure, I, I think I'd be calling the, the, the seller and saying, can we arrange to get together? For sure, you know uh, one of the things that people think uh, about online, like online auctions or even auctions in person, is that you know you're very limited for the amount of information that you're allowed to see. However, um, we totally recommend people reaching out to the sellers, going and seeing the car, you know, 
getting a, a, a pulse on it in person, touching it, feeling it before placing your bid online. It's 100% encouraged. Um, and, you know, everybody feels more comfortable after they've seen a car in person. So it's absolutely uh, something we recommend. Brian, have you ever bought a car online that way? Uh, no, you know, I, uh, it's not, you know, the, the things that I do all involve race cars. So, I'm, you know, because I'm a dumb racing driver, but uh, a bunch of my friends have bought and sold. And um, Alex, you know, we, we know about that, you know, the, the, the 800 pound gorilla in the, in the collector car auction space. And a friend of mine uh, had a very interesting car to sell, a 430 Spider manual. And oh, yeah. um, when he submitted it to, to the, the big online auction uh, place, they, uh, they wanted to mandate a, um, uh, a reserve. And uh, yeah. an extremely low reserve. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, one thing that uh, lots of people have come to us and said is, you know, uh, with these, you know, these big gorillas in the room and in the marketplace, they basically um, can act like a bully. You know, I, um, I don't want to throw shade, but they they really can. They can uh, tell you basically, listen, it's it's our way or the highway. Uh, you can have this reserve or uh, see you later. Good luck uh, on Craigslist type thing. So it's unfortunate. Uh, obviously, it's a business. So um, if they're going to list a car, uh, they want to make sure that it sells. But at the same time, you know, lots of people get burnt, uh, and especially Canadians, uh, because they know that, you know, Canadians car typically sell for less. So um, even, you know, if you're a Canadian, they're going to give you even lower reserve uh, options. So it's unfortunate. Um, and we're going to look at not only um, what the car is worth, but um, we're going to give you a fair reserve, a fair price for the car. We're not going to be a bully and say, you know, take it, take it or leave it type thing. Now, if you accept the listing and the car doesn't sell, um, there's no cost. There's no fee, is there? There's no fee. Uh, there's no fee to list. There's no fee to sell. There's no commission. Uh, and we also have like a buy now and make an offer section. So if your car doesn't sell in the auction period, you can roll it into the buy now section. We can still try and work with uh, work with your buyers, work with the bidders, and uh, hopefully at the end of the day come to a, a fair solution for everyone. All right. And if somebody has a car, they think that they want to try to sell that way. How do they do it? Yeah, so basically all you'd have to do is just go to the site, um, fill in a, a short form, just basically uh, basic details on the car, upload a couple pictures, um, and then you submit it. Uh, we'll review it. We'll get in contact with you. If you need proper pictures done, if you're, you know, you're not, not handy with a camera, which um, not many people are, we can arrange a professional photographer to come out to you, get proper pictures of it. I mean, you only sell your car once, right? So if you're going to do it, you may as well do it the right way. Hey, Brian, there's a side job for you. You take great pictures. Uh, some days I do, not not all the time. But, uh, you know, thankfully I'm better with a camera than I am with, uh, you know, musical instruments also. Oh, so uh, the GoPro is the name of the camera, not you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Alex, what's, uh, what's been the most interesting car you've had uh, on, on, uh, on auction so far? Um, interesting car. You know, we had a first thing that comes to mind is an inter, uh, International Harvester Lodestar. Uh, is an 1800 that uh, had a diesel engine installed and it had like semi truck wheels on it. Uh, it actually had a, an air start, um, which was preloaded by this uh, air canister that you could fill up with a compressor. It was a really cool rig. Um, 
Yeah, I, I definitely encourage anybody who wants to check uh, something like that out to just search international uh, on the site. You can take a look at it. It's, uh, it's a pretty sweet rig. All right, Alex, enough hot air. Sorry. <laughs> that's, a dad, <laughs> that's a dad joke. All right, yeah. check out FormulaAuctions.com if you got something hot or if you want to buy something. Alex will be happy to take care of you. Alex, thanks for joining in. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, have a great weekend. All right, after the break, we're going to find out, well, you probably know what the worst roads are, well, in your neighborhood anyways, but let's find out that there's more to life than just Toronto City. Teresa Feliz will be here. Canada's Worst Roads coming up next. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max, not in studio, but Alan Gelman's in studio. And joining us on the line is Teresa DeFelice from CAA to talk about the annual Worst Roads campaign. Teresa, how are you? I'm good, thanks. 20 years this has been going on, and there's still potholes. Why? <laughs> well, the campaign is successful in getting roads fixed, but, you know, fixing roads is a, a bigger beast than, a, than, than this. And uh, we certainly see more damage. I, I think if we had to look at the dollar figure, um, it's probably gone up instead of down. And, I, and I'm not criticizing the program. I'm criticizing the manufacturers for making cars that have tires that are so skinny and oh. putting aluminum wheels on everything, um, which look great and perform good, but uh, they don't perform well when the road is uh, undulated. You know, it's true, um, you know, whether you're holding onto your car for longer, because we're in difficult economic times and cars are hard to get their, your hands on these days if you're wanting to switch it up, uh, or whether you're driving a new model. Um, you know, we did a survey in, in January, at the end of January this year, of CA members, and we asked about, you know, how many people have experienced damage due to bad roads. And 45% of people have uh, shared that they have experienced damage due to bad roads. And that's up 4% um, from last year. The other startling fact with that is people are paying, you know, having to pay out of pocket, right? So they're, they're not filing a claim or going through their auto insurance. 85% of those people paid out of pocket to fix their car, which can go anywhere from, you know, a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars, depending on the make or model of your vehicle. Exactly. And if you've got a deductible, it's a couple thousand dollars anyway, so you might as well just pay it. You know, it really yeah. doesn't pay. Um, but I've seen it just recently, actually, I just had a, a car I put on four new tires and drove it, and it drove great. And I thought, you know what, just to be on the safe side, let's get the alignment checked. And it was out substantially in the rear, and we wouldn't have known, you know, just from driving it. And, uh, and that would have worn out those tires. So in the end, that $150 you spent on alignment, you know, makes it feel that much better um but you got bad roads everywhere and we're not just talking toronto obviously in sarnia and prince edward county uh, but who who calls in the most to complain in, of which road yeah so i mean we get people from all over ontario that it's a top 10 list that we will reveal at the end of may for all of ontario plus we do the top five in 10 regions across the province because you know some some communities are a little bit smaller than toronto sure uh and so we want to make sure they have their voice Predominantly, the votes that come in or the ones that make it to the top of the list predominantly tend to be for poor road surface, like potholes. Mm -hmm. um, but we do get some that are congestion-related. Um, and people call, you know, vote on the website, and they talk about lack of signage, poor design, lack of sidewalks or cycling infrastructure. So it, it's open to anyone, no matter how you get around, you know, on foot, uh, on a bus or everything in between. 
Yeah, actually, my daughter's stroller just got a flat tire, and I, <laughs> I had to. We had to find a tube, you know. But we did. It was good. But but there's, you're right. There's other vehicles on the road, especially mm-hmm. now. You've got e-bikes. You've got scooters. You've got all these things. And especially, you know, you see these guys on scooters. You hit a pothole. You're done. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not like you just lose the wheel. You lose yourself. Yes, and you know, there's all kinds of transformation happening. They're being used for food delivery. So you know. It, your food could get jostled about as well. <laughs> exactly. Brian, what's the roads like where you are? Well, uh, t- today in, in Southern California, I'm going to some, some great roads, and uh, I don't tell anybody where they are because uh, I like keeping that to myself. But uh, they're, you know, they're beautiful, top of a mountain range, and, uh, um, that you know, they're, it's just it's gorgeous. And uh, they have adult speed limits in, uh, in California, too. So that's always fun. Teresa, I was, in, um, I was on Vancouver Island recently, and I, I did drive through a blizzard, but... Um, all of the roads there were were just it was beautiful, and I hadn't really spent a lot of time driving there. But uh, for me, that's one of the best um, best sets of driving roads. And the road surface was was generally good, and and they don't have the weather that we do in Ontario. But uh, it, you know, they're they're. Eglinton's getting better, but, uh, uh, you know, because I cross it every day, Eglinton is still pretty bad, and it's it's like a living organism. The pothole locations change every single day. Yeah, we've, we've talked about Eglinton before, and, uh, and, you know, the challenge, it's on the list every year for the last few years, in particular as it's been connected to the transit project there. So, you know, you had lane closures, very little room to maneuver, uh, it carries, you know, thousands and thousands of vehicles a day. So it was pretty, it's been pretty rough over the last two years. The city has tried to fill in some of the major potholes. Uh, they have opened up some of the lanes and they've done some, some repaving uh, in certain sections to try and make it better. But I can tell you from, you know, our behind the scenes look where Eglinton may be trending to be on the list uh, again this year. Well, I, I guess for the most part, people know what's going on. I mean, they, they know that they're building the subway underneath the ground, and, and, and that is why it's going to have to get torn up a lot. Uh, generally speaking, if I'm driving, I, I, I know to avoid Eglinton. Um, you know, so I, not, not to blame the city for that. The, the work has to get done, right? It's true. And, and again, according, you know, we did this survey not too long ago, and, there, and it's some really interesting things that happen because uh, you know, we're exploring people's behavior as a result of, of the roads that they're experiencing. So, you know, you've got 66% of respondents said, you know, they're obviously slowing down for a bad spot and 66, you know, same with swerving. So, you know, you, you're, you're driving, you see someone swerve. It's not like you think, oh, they're, they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing in the car. You've got to, that's a, becomes a pretty good indicator. There's a spot in the road that you want to avoid driving over. Um, and, but then the other thing that's, that's coming up on the list quite high is people are avoiding those roads altogether and so they're driving down other streets or smaller you know bypasses in different communities to get to the highway uh, which could be frustrating for residents when all of a sudden traffic goes up in their communities um, because people are avoiding a road that uh, they don't want to drive on because it's just so bad oh that's the downside it's it's absolutely true my my street is a side street um not too far from eglinton and we see a lot more traffic there uh now than ever before for those reasons yeah absolutely it's happening uh, on a regular basis it sounds like from what uh, people are telling us well i guess you know if you know eglinton's bad then obviously you're going to slow down and and Mm -hmm. and 
if, if you don't, you get what you kind of deserve. But, but the problem is, is that, of course, you know, potholes aren't necessarily announced. And you're, you could be on, you know, Woodbine or anywhere else going fast, and all of a sudden there's a pothole there, and you have no pre-warning at all, eh? It's, it's potholes, it's sunken sewer grates, or the sewer is raised because, you know, the pavement around it has kind of uh, crumbled and sunk, and, and so those, the, the, you know, those become obstructions almost uh, on, your, on your route to work. It is, or, or wherever you're going. So, you know, it is troubling in terms of, you know, getting dedicated funding, getting those roads fixed. We're part of this campaign doesn't just stop with, um, you know, voting for the worst roads and then we reveal a list. If we take that list and the votes that have come in, we talk to the municipalities where we're, we're you know, getting those uh, um, feedback from their constituents. And we've always, you know, talked to senior levels of government about committed and permanent funding available to municipalities in order to deal with the infrastructure that they're responsible for. Cool. So the noisiest wheel gets the grease. And in this case, the deepest pothole gets to get fixed. Yeah, well, that's, and, and the success of the campaign is, you know, even last year, I think we talked about Hamilton Street, uh, in Hamilton, sorry, Barton Street East. That project wasn't slated to, to be tendered out until 2025. And City Council, after we revealed the, it being the number one on the list, came out and started work in 2022 with a huge multi-million dollar investment. It is, as I said, a big project. It's going to take a few years because they're doing sewers underneath and everything. But they just, they heard from their constituents and they decided to act uh, a few years sooner than they originally had planned for. And how do they? Uh, how do people, you know, inform the government or inform you where that bad pothole is? Yes, you can go to caaworstroads.com and nominate your worst road or as many worst roads as you like, and you have until April twenty first to do so. Do you have to, like, measure how deep it is and take pictures? No. Uh, we do say if you have pictures, you can upload them. But just a, a reminder, don't vote or take pictures while you're driving. Um, <laughs> and you and don't, don't step into live traffic either. Exactly. Exactly. We want everybody to be safe. You know, we take a mental note of it. Uh, come to the website. Vote for your worst road. If it happens to be a place where you can take a picture and it's safe to do so, you can upload your photo on the website on com as well. You know, Brian, if you want to claim it or go to the city and get money back, you got to do all those things, eh? That's true. I mean, I did that years ago. Uh, it was a long time ago, but, uh, you know, I hit uh, a pothole and uh, and made a claim, and, and that was completely paid out. Get out of here. For real. True story. <laughs> wow. So, you mean, you had the little ruler, and you measured how deep it was, and you time-stamped the picture because it had to be within a certain period of time, and nobody could have had to call in. I, I, I saw the rules. You had to be a Bay Street lawyer just to figure out the, just to comply. Yeah, well, I think this was before all the, uh, all the rules and regulations and the world was a friendlier place. All right, Teresa, thank you very much for joining us. Great talking to you guys. Have a good day. All right. So, again, it is CAAWorstRoads.com. You may think they're in your neighborhood, but they're all over. So get in, and uh, hopefully they'll make some noise and get those things fixed real quick. Speaking of fixing, if you've got a fancy European car and you want it fixed, Rad 2 will be here right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max, not in studio, but Alan Gelman is. And on the phone joining us from Engineered Automotive is Brad Tao. Brad, how are you? I'm good. It's, uh, it's European Automotive. What did I just say? Engineered. 
<laughs> it, sound, it sounded good, though. I listened to Brian, and I thought maybe they thought of renaming the company or something. No, no, no. I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I, you know, I'm, you know, I guess a California airhead today. <laughs> All right, European autos. They need to have, well, not to be serviced necessarily by engineers, but you need to have people who are experienced. How many guys you got there that know what they're doing? Uh, 11, 11 tops. And the other two have no clue, I guess, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. Bad joke today. Uh, uh, now, what kind of cars do you guys normally service? If it's European, we service it. Ferrari, for, from, from Ferrari to Audi to Volkswagen to BMW. European, even regular cars, but European is what we specialize in for sure. Yeah, and and and, and what they you know they're kind of are a different breed. Besides the fact that you know if you've got a lot of money invested in one, so for example, you've got a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a high-end Mercedes, you know you could have a couple hundred grand invested. You want it serviced right, eh? Of course, hundred percent. Like there's so many tools that you need to work on these cars now in terms of scanners and software and and programmers and to do the coding when you're done a job. Uh, there's a lot of investment that, uh, especially the owner Matt, has put into this business to get where we to get where we, we've been for sure. And how long have you guys been around now? Uh, I think we're going on six years now. Okay, and uh, you've opened up a second location. I guess business is good. Yeah, we opened up a second location in uh, Burlington, but uh, we uh, are merging the two locations together in another shop that we're opening up in kind of that Burlington Oakville line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll be closing both, and it's twenty thousand square feet. Uh, we'll be able to do whatever you need on your car, from bodywork to repairs to TPF to uh, detailing, you name it, we can do it one stop. Wow, Brian? And you guys, obviously customers come to you looking for tuning because a, a lot of modern a lot of modern cars can really benefit uh, from a little bit of tuning. And, and you know, to, to me, cars like the BMW M5 or a lot of McLarens, if you just, you know, dial them up a little bit, you get a lot more power and they're all capable of, uh, of handling that. Uh, what are what are what are some trends in tuning that customers are looking for now? Um. Platforms like uh, the BMWs, Mercedes, the, uh, the AMG C-Classes, the, the, the E-Classes, M5s, M3s, and M5 Comp with a Stage 1. You're making an easy 150 horsepower, 180 torque on just putting a file on it with a, with a high-kill filter. Like It's absolutely crazy what you can do with these cars these days in terms of tuning and how much is left on the table from the manufacturer, right? All right, you know what? I, we got a lot of old people, and I'm an old school guy. Now, in the past, the tune-up was putting new plugs in and setting the points. Um, you're talking about a lot of changing physical parts and tweaking electronically, correct? Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of specialize on the back end in terms of when people call looking for the stuff. Mm-hmm. In terms of you know, everything has a stage, and, and stages can be put in different ways. But like, there's a stage one and a stage two, and when you do a stage two, it comes with a certain amount of parts that you need when you put that tune on because the car needs it to, to flow, right? So. Mm-hmm. And who makes these yeah, packages? Uh, our tuning, we do through two companies. We use ECC. They're out in uh, the North York area. And then we actually have another guy, uh, jrchiptuning.ca. Uh, just depends on the platform that we're tuning. Uh, we do it all in-house. Car comes in. We do the modifications. Uh, you leave, and your car is uh, transformed into a totally different platform. <laughs> Ryan? I'm well. I'm curious. So I've I've got a I've got a couple of AMG uh, GT4 race cars. We can't tune those at all. But how yeah. does that uh, the four liter twin turbo AMG motor respond to tuning? 
one of the best motors you can probably play with. If you got the money, uh, you can, you can, you can, like that car already puts a smile on your face all day, every day of the week. But, uh, you just do a simple stage one with a two, with a, with a high full filter and it's a, it's an absolute monster. It just, it totally changes the car. And what, uh, that, that, what, sorry, go ahead, Brian. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's an incredible motor as it is and the, the way they tune it to just, just the way it sounds is yeah. uh, is amazing, and uh, you, uh, the platform so good it can uh, handle all that power. The, yeah, you do some modifications to the exhaust. Uh, I can get into those details another time, but yeah, you can make that thing sound like a like a, like a V8 from the muscle car days <laughs> if you really wanted to. Uh, question: um, What about the legality? Um, I call me a bummer, but you know, old school kind of guy. But um, I, I mean, I've seen these hooligan BMWs on a four hundred one making huge yeah. noise. Do they ever yeah. get pulled over? Is, or is there any responsibility? Or or do you tell them up front? Listen, I'm going to make it sound cool, but you're on your own if you get caught. Like they, I think we have that conversation every time with every customer, right? Especially guys with newer cars. Uh, you're you're avoiding your warranty if you touch it, right? You're not you can't hide that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But in terms of like touching the catalytic converters and stuff like that, yeah, there's tons of legalities behind what you do with the car afterwards. But that's it, we it's on our invoice, right? Like it's up to you. What you do with the car is up to you, and how you perform with the car is you got to take responsibility with that stuff. But it, I find it's you know it's a lot of older people, older generation that are starting to get into it too, and mm-hmm. they just want to have fun with their car. They want to learn about it and. You know, they want to go faster, too, in terms of go to the track uh, Mossboard or go up to Cayuga and have some fun. But it's their daily, and they want to like, get a little bit more out of it as well when they get on the highway. So, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from in terms of, uh, yeah, there's guys that are kind of dumb with what they do. But there's tons of guys <laughs> that they're just doing to have fun, for sure. Brian? Well, it's, it, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty easy to ruin a really nice um, road car by trying to, yeah. you know, make it work better on the track. And, you know, yeah. those are those are two very different um, tasks. So do you, do you have a lot of guys, you know, wanting to uh, guys and gals wanting to, you know, stiffen up their suspension and, and you know, add big brakes and wider wheels without really I'm, thinking uh, it through? I'm the number one guy when it comes to telling you don't do that. I will. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how much money I can make on you. It doesn't matter to us at all. It matters to how the car is done right and when you take it. So when you're done, you go, this car's amazing. I got it done at European Automotive. Talk to them. They'll set you up. They won't let you do the dumb things. Because putting wide wheels that stick out two feet off the fender is not, it's not making your car better. Making your suspension bounce up and down isn't making your car better. You need it to perform in a way that is daily drivable. You can go to the track and have some fun, too, as well, right? So. All right, where's the shop? Uh, what's your contact information there? Uh, 905-825-2343 is the phone number. Uh, we're in Oakville right now, 333 Wycroft, but we will be moving to uh, 3141 Mainway in uh, Burlington. Uh, and you can get a hold of us at uh, info at europeanautomotive.com.ca. Well, I'm impressed, Brad. You sound like a good guy, and, and as much as you want to help people, you got enough smarts and experience to say, no, buddy, you don't want to be doing this because exactly. you're going to ruin your car. Um, I'm having dinner tonight, actually, with someone who ruined his car like that. Um, I don't know if he's listening or for sure his wife would say, he ruined it. I won't even go in it now. Anyways, we got to run. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Brian and I will be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in sunny California with Alan Gelman in studio. Hey, Al, how are things going at the shop with tire changeovers from winter to spring? 
Uh, it's getting busy. You know, people call and say, is it time? And I'm going, I'm not Percy Saltzman or Dave Duvall, okay? Like, um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, so don't don't hang it on me. But, I mean, of course, we want to get people in because we can't do everybody the same week, okay? Um, what, that's not possible? No. Well, of course, as a matter of fact, I think I heard, the, I, I could be wrong, but I thought they said it was going to be like 15 degrees or something on Thursday, which I thought, whoa, the phone's going to ring off the hook, and I have to come right now. Um you know, so that's the way the weather goes. Besides the fact, if you do your summers early and then it does snow, which it can, it's not going to hang around long anyway. So, you know, by the next day, it'll be melted. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I had fun on, on today's show. Really cool speaking with Alex Haydenluck from uh, Formula Auctions. And uh, are you going to put a put a car up for auction on a site, Al? What do you think? Um, I, you know... I guess people do it to, to primarily get more money, eh? That, that, that's it. Um, you know, like we, you know, we were talking earlier, there's that, that uh, fundamental human psychological aspect to an auction. And, you know, people just want to win and they're willing, you know, they're willing to rationalize spending more money on an auction than they would otherwise. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been to a full-on car auction, but I, I've been to other ones. And like you say, you see people get so excited. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of, I, I want to beat that person's butt. I don't care. And, you know, um, and, and if you have the exposure to people who've got lots of coin, they don't look at value necessarily. It's more, no. it's more a matter of who's got bigger cojones, you know. That's right. And, you know, it's, it's obviously there's an ego thing from time to time and then just the, the motivation to win. So, you know, that's what's uh, fun about uh, auctions, at least at least on the uh, on the seller side. Um and of course, you know, with with uh, winter changing to spring, the roads are bad, and and it's uh, CAA's annual worst roads campaign. So if you've got some bad roads, go to um, uh, is it caaworstroads.com. It is caaworstroads.com. Perfect. Yeah, you can you can uh, vote for your worst roads there. I've, I've got my number one. And uh, thanks for uh, Brad Tao from European Automotive joining us as well. You know what? I was so impressed by Brad because. Like a straight-up guy. I mean, obviously they are in business to, to make money, but, but at the end of the day, he wants happy customers. He's not going to let people do stupid stuff to their cars. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like I was saying, uh, it's, it's so easy, especially if, if you don't have the, the depth of knowledge, uh, to, to ruin a perfectly good road car by trying to, you know, make it more sporty. And oftentimes that, that doesn't work. And, and uh, you know, it sounds like they know exactly what they're doing at European Automotive. Besides, if you, if you gangsterize your Mercedes, right, um, and then down the road decide you want to sell it, who's going to buy it? That's the thing. I mean, what, when it goes too far, you know that that'll turn off a, a lot of potential buyers. That's for sure. And uh, the Mercedes I'm driving today, it's gangsterized from the factory. It's flat black. <laughs> now, is that that a wrap or is that uh, uh, paint? That's paint. That's uh, three thousand six hundred dollar paint. Oh, they pay extra money for that, eh? Yeah, you have to you have to pay extra to make it look worse. Do you have to wax it. Uh, no, you can't wax it, but what they've done, <laughs> I think that, you know, the flat finishes, they're, they're, uh, for me, they're out of style. I don't know why they, the people still buy them, but what they, what the manufacturers have done that offer them have, uh, created durable finishes now. So it's a, it's a long lasting flat finish if that's your taste. And I don't think it's good taste, but, uh, they, they've done a good job with that. No, exactly. As you say, a lot of times it's just treated a week and then it, it gets boring after a while. You know, nobody wants that stuff, you know, that you liked it at the time. In fact, a friend of mine bought a Porsche and he said he was thinking about a flat. And I said, you know what? 
I, I think after a while you're going to get tired of it, and, and for sure down the road the next guy may not want it. And then, you know, you know if you do a color change on a car, it costs stupid money, and it really brings down the value as well. Yeah, it it sure does. And, uh, you know, your options are, you know, full color change. That's a lot of money. I'm sure you can wrap a car. But, you know, as someone with race cars now, it, you know, it's, it costs us, I don't know, between six and eight thousand dollars U.S. to wrap a race car. And that's not the best um, quality wrap either. Oh, that much money, is it? Oh, it's it's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, because they, they wrap all the NASCAR cars now because, you know, they're all big for having the customers, the, the, the uh, advertisers logos on them and stuff. And uh, not, and obviously it's faster to do it that way, but um, you know rather than having somebody actually painting or putting decals on, but they 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 charge big bucks for that though, eh? Well, and in NASCAR, they actually uh, the bigger teams, you know, like like Hendrick, for example, they would have specialists in house that are full time uh, wrap technicians. Um, the, the smaller teams would use um, suppliers in the you know in that uh, North the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Mm-hmm. For us, you know, we're we're based in uh, in Metro Detroit, and uh, there's not a lot of racing infrastructure there, so it it just costs us a pile of money. Yeah, but you can find a lot of wrappers in Detroit. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's... Oh, it's not right? the same kind. Okay, sorry. It's, it is the same kind. And, and, you know, Eminem is from, from Detroit. Kid Rock is from Detroit. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're hearing that music in the background, so we got to run. Brian, you have a safe trip. Hopefully, we'll see you back in studio one of these days. I, I hope to make it back this week, and we'll see you in studio next Saturday. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Carlos, for keeping the wheels on and avoiding the speed bumps or potholes. We got to go. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Drive safe, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.